love Jesus. Can you open up your Bibles here this afternoon? Proverbs chapter 29. Just open your Bibles with me here this afternoon. Proverbs chapter 29. We're going to read one verse. And if you were here last week or if you weren't, you would know that we're going along with this. But if you were not, you can watch on our Facebook live. And for those of you that are watching right now, on our Facebook from all over the world. Can you do me a favor? Can you click the share button? Because we want to share the good news of the gospel all over the world. Share it with your friends. That's the best thing to be able to do. So if you are watching right now, it's not a share button. It's you're sharing the good news. So I want to encourage you to be able to do that. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. We're going to be talking about this here this afternoon about this vision. If you have Proverbs 29, verse 18, can you give me a mm-hmm? In the New Living Translation, I'm going to read a few different translations, but it says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. In the Good News Translation, it says, a nation without God's guidance is a nation without order. In the King James Version, which many of you may have, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. In the NIV, or the New International Version, it says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Father, one more time, remove me. Place your Holy Spirit behind this pulpit. Let he that has an ear, let him hear. Let faith grow. Father, we need you. We need your vision, a heavenly vision. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we all said... Before you see this, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them it's your vision. Then you may be seated. It's your vision. If you don't know where you're going, you won't know when you've arrived. If you don't know where you're going, then you will not know when you've arrived. This particular scripture this morning, it kind of helps us conceptualize what vision is. And when you have a vision, you're going to have restraints. If you have no vision, you're going to cast off restraints. I'm going to say that one more time. When you have a vision, you're going to have restraints. If you don't have a vision, you're not going to have restraints. Years ago, I took a trip to the Philippines. And when I first went to the Philippines, it really showed me how important having a restraint is. Now, right away, Pastor Darrell laughs because he knows exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to the Philippines. Now, I remember being picked up from the airport and we got in our form of taxi. It's called a jeepney. And from the airport, they took us to our destination. But as we were getting on our destination, I had never seen anything like this before in my life. I had experienced it through movies. I had heard about it, but I had never seen it until I was actually in it. And the thing about it is that going from uh, the airport to our destination, you get in this jeepney, but as you're going, there is so many people driving every which direction, and you don't know who's going where. It is 
crazy. Some of you get upset right now when you see someone stop at a stop sign and they don't really stop. They just keep going. And you're like, how dare you? In the Philippines, you would be, how dare you? 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 Oh my God, everybody's daring right now. It is, it is crazy. People are dri- they're driving right at you and you're like, hey, are they going to get out? Are we playing chicken right now? What is going on? I mean, every moment of the day. The reason why is because there's no restraints. There's new construction that is going on right here on the 880. And when you get on the 880, in particular right here on, on A Street, there is a brand new middle divider that divides the southbound and the northbound freeways. But it is huge. It is a big barrier. It's about five feet high and five feet thick, right? And it goes all the way as far as the city limits will allow it to. The thing about it is that that restraint is there for a reason. That restraint helps the flow of the traffic. If there is no lines on the freeway, if there's no divider going through, then what happens is anybody can go anywhere at any time. You need to have restraints or else you're going to be like you're in the Philippines, everybody going everywhere at any time. You need to have restraints. If the barriers and lines are not there, then the flow of traffic would go in all directions. The Bible says if you don't have a vision, that your life would be like that. It would be going in all directions. Your energy will flow in all directions. Your time will flow in all directions. Your resources will flow in all directions. Your life will have no direction, and eventually you will perish. In life, everyone must have a restraint, something that holds what you are doing together. It has to hold it together, and that restraint is a vision. Somebody say vision. Somebody say vision. Now, there's two definitions of vision. I'm going to give it to you real quick, but I, I hope that you're paying attention, and I hope you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, you can watch it there later on, uh, there on Facebook or even on our podcast. But the first definition of vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. I'm going to say that one more time. The ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. In other words, there's going to be these three things involved in your vision. Thinking, planning, and imagining. If you're going to have a vision, you have to think about it, you have to plan about it, and you have to imagine it. There must be some imagination. Now, the thing about it is that these things do not come easy. It doesn't happen just like that. The second definition of vision is a mental image of what the future will or could be like. A mental image of what the future will or could be like. Now, when we talk about vision, we're also talking about a picture or a mental image. In other words, if you have a vision, you have to picture it. Tell your neighbor, picture it. You must be able to see it already through thinking, through planning, or even imagining what the future holds. If I were to ask you about a 20-year plan for your life, you're going to have to think, you're going to have to plan, and you're going to have to imagine. That's a part of the vision. You have to think about it, you have to plan about it, and you have to imagine it happening. See, a vision is a plan. Helen Keller once said this, and I've said this many a times, and I'll say it again. 
She said the most pathetic person in the world is someone who has sight but no vision. The most pathetic in the world is someone who has sight but no vision. Bruce Lee, the great karate artist, said a goal is not always meant to be reached. It, is often, it often serves simply as something to aim at. You need to have a goal. You need to have a vision. If you do not have a vision, then what's going to happen is you're not just coming to church to please God. You're coming to church to please man because you don't have a vision. So that's why when somebody says, oh, that's why you go to church. Without a vision, you go, well, you don't know. And I don't know because you don't have a vision. If you have a vision, you know why you come to church. You know why you worship the Lord. You know why you give your tithes. You know why you lift your hands. When you have a vision, you have an imagine. You have been planning. You've been thinking about this all this time. And it's a heavenly vision. And so you know it. And nobody can tell you otherwise. I have been caught by this vision. I have been restrained by this vision. I have a purpose. Somebody say purpose. Now, a true godly vision consists of three components. I'm going to give you these, these real quick and then we're done. Three components to a godly vision. Are you ready for this? No. Are you ready for this? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready for this? I'm going to leave a little bit of talk back on these points. All right. Three components to vision. Number one is foresight. Number two is insight, and number three is hindsight. Number one is foresight, number two is insight, and number three is hindsight. And we're going to go over these real quick because I think it's very important that you understand this because if you don't, you're going to think nothing more that you're a church attendee than being a disciple. If you have vision, then you're going to know what a disciple looks like. You're going to know what being a disciple looks like. You're going to know what getting and attaining, having a disciple looks like. So number one is foresight. Foresight is like looking through a telescope. Foresight is like looking through a telescope. A telescope helps you to see things that are afar off. And the things that are afar off, they become clearer and clearer as you look through the lens of a telescope. This is foresight. The things that are way far off, that are not attainable, but you could still see it. You may not be able to touch it, but you can see it. That is foresight. Seeing through a telescope, it allows us to know what is ahead of us, and it connects us with the future. See, if every person wants to have a vision, they must have foresight. Now the thing about it is that every person even here in this room has the ability to use this telescope but many times it goes unused. You all, every single one of us has the ability to use the telescope but many times it goes unused. This is why those that are in school think they know it all. But I do love that point because a teacher every day envisions them with foresight. So that's why some of you, you get mad at the kids in high school and junior high because they think they know it all. No, it's not that they know it all. It's just they have foresight. And some of you are getting mad at those who have foresight because you lost your. 
Who does he think he is? He's just seeing through foresight. That's why when they ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a policeman. Foresight. I want to be a football player. Foresight. So I'm saying that right now because some of you, if you're getting mad at other people's foresight, it's probably because you lost yours. Let's make an altar call right now. In the name of See, you have to use this thing. If you don't use it, it will rust. It will wear away. Now, the thing about it is that it's still there, but I want to challenge you. Some of you here today, you need to get on that telescope, and you got to start looking and say, man, I haven't seen this in a long time, but man, you know what? I am going to be a pastor. I am going to be an evangelist. I am a teacher. I am a man of God. I am a woman of God. I am a husband. I am, I am what God says that I am because I can see it through the foresight can see it. That's why I want to ask you here this morning. Can you see it? Can you see it? See, foresight allows us to see into the future. Many of us, we can only look into tomorrow or next week or even next month, barely even next year. But vision and foresight, it will help you see into the next five years, 10 years, even 20 years. There's some people that can even see for the next hundred years. They could see into the next hundred years. But in order to do that, you have to use foresight. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that Noah, having been warned by God and convicted, he was convicted, and in reverence, he built an ark. He built an ark based on what he saw. So he started building an ark for his family that he didn't even have yet. When you study the scriptures, I'm not going to go into a whole thing with Noah, but the Bible believes that uh, many people, theologians believe that as Noah was building an ark is when he completed his family. It took him, many people believe it took him over 120 years. Some people say 70 years. This is the fact that it took over one year is long enough. So he started building the ark even before his family was completed. Some of you right now, you want a family? Start building right now. But I'm not married. Well, you're with vision like that, you're never going to get married. Get a job right now. Get a job right now. So you get you gotta have foresight. That's why that's why many people you just think you're just gonna show up and a wife's gonna just show up on my hand and I'm gonna get a ring on my finger. Uh no. You have no foresight whatsoever. See, listen to me, ladies, all the single ladies, listen to me. I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So some of you ladies, the reason why you're getting a boy is because you're acting like a girl. If you want a husband, act like a wife. See, that's why you don't have any foresight. That's all you see. You just see yourself like you were in junior high and high school, a girlfriend. Well, that's why you're going to get a boy and you're just going to play around with the toys. You have no vision. See, when you have a vision, you have restraints. No, that's why I don't go over there. It's because I'm waiting on my man of God. There's a man over there, but I don't want a man. I want a man of God. And because I want a man of God, I'm going to be where God has me placed. I am restrained because I have a vision. I have foresight. I can say, everyone else can't see it, but I can. I am a woman of God. I am a man of God. And so because of that, because I have a vision... I don't need what everybody else has. I have a vision and I'm building. Can I hear an amen? All right, that's foresight. The second thing is insight. Insight. 
Foresight is like looking through a telescope. Insight is like looking through a microscope. When you look through a microscope, you see things in a detailed form. It will give you an understanding of the small parts of the vision. It will give you an understanding of the small parts of the vision. I don't know how many of you took biology in school, but when you were in biology class, or when I was in biology class, I remember there was a microscope, and everybody had to come in, and I remember the teacher would take these little glass slides. And the glass slides, and I remember the first time I did this, I think the teacher did it on purpose because she just wanted us to, you know, kind of see things as for what we're about to, not for what we see in front of us. She would give us a little glass slide, and on the glass slide, there was nothing. There was nothing on it. And I'm like, what is this? She goes, no, put it under the microscope. The moment we put it under the microscope, whoa, I seen all these little organisms floating all over the place. What is, you take it out, go, where is that? But insight is like a microscope, and things that are not revealed in the natural get revealed in the spiritual. I didn't see that before, but now, oh, so that's, a, okay, I saw the vision and the foresight, but this is what it's going to take. I get it. I see it now. See, that's why when you get insight, you're not just attending a Bible study. You're attending building of character. You're attending building of a marriage, building of the finances, building of my family, building of my home. That's insight. Getting you to see what God sees. See, this is why many times when we try to reveal and share these things over the pulpit, we're trying to give you insight to the vision, insight to what God has been telling you this whole time. And then all of a sudden it's revealed. And the moment it's revealed, that's called insight. Well, I, I never seen it like that before it is revealed. Things that you did not see before all of a sudden become a revelation. It's been there, but now you're getting some insight. Listen, I believe that many of you, within the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, next couple of months, God is going to, be going to give you some insight to the vision that he has given you for such a long time. And you're going to start seeing a vision come to pass. No longer is it going to be a far off, but it's going to be right here. I see it now. What others would tell me. I never saw, but now I do. Insight. The third one and the last one is hindsight. Hindsight. Now, hindsight is like looking through a rear view mirror. It allows you to see what is behind you. Foresight is ahead of you. Insight is inside of you. Hindsight is behind you. Now, when you're driving, the biggest view is always in front of you. The biggest view when you're driving is always in front of you, right? That's your, your windshield. That's right there. That's what you need, your windshield. Now, always remember that before I continue on with hindsight. Always remember your biggest view should always be in front of you. There's a reason why your windshield is this big and your rear view mirror is this big. Now, in hindsight... The purpose of this is that hindsight allows you to look back and see the mistakes that you made and avoid them. Avoiding those mistakes. In your rearview mirror, you could see those that are coming up too fast. You could see those on the side of you, on the left or right. It could, you could kind of see who doesn't really have the vision to go forward. 
It helps you take a look back and see where you were. Now, this is the thing. The rearview mirror doesn't move you forward, but it does make sure that you avoid mistakes. If you're going to move forward, you must also cover your back. If you're going to move forward, you must also cover your back. Now, there have been hundreds of people who've attained all the resources, attained all the money, but when they have no vision, they have nothing to do with it. As I was studying this and looking at it, I looked and found one ruler in particular, and the reason why I call him a ruler is because they don't call him the president, but he is the ruler of Dubai. The ruler of Dubai had a vision for his country and a vision for all the cities and has now propelled Dubai into the third richest country in the world. The reason for that, and as you read his book, as you look at it, he will tell you it's because I had a vision. And because I had a vision, I knew what I wanted. Nobody else could tell me anything different. And now, to this day, they are one of the leaders in all of the technology in the world. Of course, Silicon Valley is, you know, leading the technology of the world, but they are right there. And the reason why I bring them up is because just a few decades ago, nobody even thought about them. Nobody even thought about them. But now, all of a sudden, they have one of the largest air flights in the world, Emirates. Emirates. Matter of fact, a lot of people are starting to rank them being the top, uh, you know, uh, airlines in the world because he had a vision. So when you have a vision, it moves you forward. Somebody say forward. Now, what's very important is because I, I bring that up because you can have all the money in the world, but if you have no vision, you're going to perish. I know a lot of people, and there's been a lot more people who have been richer than this ruler, but they had no vision. There's a lot more people that are richer than him. You can have all the money. You can have all the education. You have all this stuff. But if you have no vision, it's going to perish. Somebody once said, a man without a vision is a man without a future. And a man without a future will always return to his past. A man without a vision is a man without a future. And a man without a future will always return to his past. In other words... When you have people that glorify the past more than anticipation of the future, then that's when you're talking to somebody with no vision. When they're talking more about the good old days rather than anticipating the upcoming days, they have no future. They have no vision. See, it's good to talk about the past because the past is this. But when you reverse your hindsight and your foresight, you've lost your vision. You've lost the vision. You have misplaced where the vision is supposed to go. More than likely, if the good old days are more uh, 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 important or more looking in a better spot within somebody's life, it's probably because they haven't taken the time to think, to plan, or to imagine. They've lost their imagination. They've lost what God has given them within their lives. So you've got to be very, very careful because without a vision, many of us, we will go to our comfort zone, and our comfort zone is our past. The comfort zone is the past. The perfect example of someone or a group of people that lost the vision were the children of Israel. The children of Israel lost their 
vision. When they were delivered out of Egypt, they started with the vision. They knew that they were going from here to the promised land. But as, they, as long as they kept moving, they had the vision. The moment they stopped, they lost the vision. The moment they stopped, they lost the vision. Now, some of you know the story. If you don't, the Bible says that they crossed the Red Sea, right? They, they had crossed it. They had, they had seen it with their very own eyes. They saw the vision come to pass. But yet when they stopped, they settled back into their past. The Bible says that Moses went up the mountain, and they felt, and they waited for Moses to come back down. But as they were waiting for him to come back down, they thought he was going to come back down maybe the next day or the next day or the next day. The Bible says that Moses went up there for 40 days and 40 nights. Somewhere within those 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says that the Israelites began to complain. Now, I know nobody in here has ever complained before. But I'm talking to those that are watching on Facebook because you got, no, I'm just kidding. But the Bible says that they were waiting, and somewhere within the 10th day, 11th day, 20th day, I don't know, whichever day, you could pick a day, they just got complaining, and they went, and they said, Aaron, we want you to make us gods, right? Make us idols. Where did they get the idols from? Their past. This is how we used to be. This is how we used to live. This is how it was. We want, I know that we got delivered. I know we saw all the Egyptians and they tried to capture us and the God closed the sea. I think that was really kind of cool. But now that we've stopped, uh, I liked it better how it was way back when. When you have people always talking about, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but people have ever had the conversation, man, I had better friends when I was out there in the world. And people were more loyal back there. It's because they lost the vision to go up there. That's really what has happened. Because the crazy thing is this. This is what I've learned. There are backstabbers in the church. I'm just letting you know that. But guess what? There's also backstabbers in the world. There are hypocrites in the church. But guess what? There's hypocrites in the world. It's the same. So when people are always talking about, man, they're doing this and this, and that's why I'm leaving the church. Well, wait a second. I thought that's why you left the world, because there was a lot of hypocrites and backstabbers and people were hating. That's why I thought you left. See, but the, it's not that there aren't or are hypocrites or there aren't or are backstabbers or aren't or aren't haters. It's just that the reason why they're leaving is because they lost a the vision. They lost a the vision for their life. For their heart, what God had always intended for them. It happened with the children of Israel. What had happened was that Moses went to the top and the Israelites went to their past. They had lost their vision. Now, what's very important is that you're going to have to understand that in life, you're either going to be pulled by your past or pulled by your future, but either way, you're getting pulled. You're getting pulled by your past or you're getting pulled by your future. Now listen, this is very important. Everybody has a past. Everybody has a past. Everybody has one. It's already happened. Every single person has a past. But the thing about it is that you're not supposed to make your present look like your past. Don't make your present look like your past. 
if you want to be able to allow God to do what he wants to do, then you need to have a vision for your life. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of your future by telling you all you've got is your past. No, my friend, if you are here, right here, right now, you need to know that you have been given a vision. You are not what the world says you were. You are a man and a woman of God. You have a future. Tell your neighbor, you have a future. See, the thing about the vision is that it's never happened yet. It has not happened. You know, you, you've heard this statement before when it comes to it is what it is, right? Now, that statement is referring to your past. It is what it is. It is what happened. You were in prison. That happened. You were in jail. It happened. You were a drug addict. It happened. That is what that is. But when it comes to future, it is what you make it. So in other words, I'm telling you this because I want to make sure don't let the world put a stigma on you whenever you're in your talking and whenever you're in building relationships. In other words, whenever you're building your future, don't let people of your past say, well, it is what it is. No, it's not. I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. I am who God says that I am. I have a, you may not have a future, but I do. Maybe it is what it is for you, but not for me. It is what I'm making it. And right now, I'm in the moments of making my future happen right now. I have a vision. See, when it comes to having a vision, you need to make sure that the things you're involved in are not just becoming activities. I shared this a little bit today with our leadership meeting uh, earlier uh, today, that if you have a vision, then it's not just activities. You're not just getting involved in activities, 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 activities. But when you have a vision, you have a purpose, and what you're involved in, it makes you active. It's not just activities. I am building something here today. There's a story of three bricklayers. I've shared the story before about three bricklayers. And they were all three of them doing the same thing. They were all laying bricks. And a man walks up to him. And he walks up to the first man. He says, hey, what are you doing? The man looks up and says, what do you mean what I'm doing? I'm laying bricks. That man walks over and goes to the second man. He says, hey, what are you doing? He goes, can't you see? I'm building a wall. Okay. The other man walks over to the third brick layer. Says, hey, what are you doing? He says, oh, me? I'm building a cathedral for the glory of God. Now, this is the thing. All three of them are doing the same thing. But when you ask the first one, what are you doing? Eh, I'm just laying bricks. I'm just building a wall. Eh, just, it, it is what it is. Now, the thing is, all three are doing the exact same thing. Yes, they're laying bricks. Yes, they're building a wall. But yes, they're also building a cathedral. If you ask the first man about his job and the way he sees things, more than likely, when the going gets tough, he's probably going to get going because it doesn't have a purpose. If you ask the second man 
about his job and when it gets tough. He's probably going to, well, I need more pay. Then I'm going to finish this wall. If I don't get paid, more than likely. But the third guy, I'm not leaving until I build this cathedral. I am not leaving until the job is done. Why? Because I have a vision. Somebody say vision. Somebody say vision. See, when you have no vision, you're just laying bricks. When you have no vision, you're just laying bricks. That's all you're doing. You're just laying bricks. It's activity. It's activity. See, vision is what makes your activity meaningful. Vision is what makes your activity meaningful. I'm going to use this illustration. I've used it before. I love it, though. Is that for those of you that you work in the kids gang, if you have no vision, you're only a kids gang teacher. But if you have vision, you're a legacy shaper. Bricks to cathedral. If you have no vision, you're the snacker bringer. You're the lesson giver. You're the rounder upper. That's what you are. But if you have a vision, um, no, 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 I'm, I'm just talking to this future pastor right now. He just doesn't know it yet. I know he's only five, but this is an evangelist right here. So I I have to give him the word of God. You know that I still remember to this day, to this day, I still remember teacher Josie Del Rio. That was her name. And she used to be so excited about teaching us. I have no idea why, because we used to give her opposite of heaven. We used to run her crazy. And I mean crazy. Don't get any ideas, Stevie. We used to run her crazy. I mean, we would go in there, and the first thing automatically is that whatever was on the table goes on the ceiling. That's just, it was automatic. Automatic. Now, if you're wondering, what are you talking about? Trust me, they put stuff on there. They eventually learned their lesson. But they put pencils. They put pens. They used to have silly putty. They would have, okay, class, today. We're, and she was so nice. She was such a nice. Okay, um, guys, we're going to, okay, can, can you please have a seat? You mean this seat that's now on the ceiling? You know, like, we would run crazy. But you know what I really loved about her? I really loved this. We would go crazy. We would do this. We would do that. But when it came to teaching, she was like, okay, now we're going to learn about the Bible. What? It's for my parents. No, 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 no. It's not for your parents. It's for you. You need to learn about Noah. I still remember to this day when Noah, when God told Noah, going to build an arky, arky. The Lord told Noah, you're going to build an arky, arky. Get those animals out of the marky, marky. Children of the Lord. <laughs> you know why? It's because I had a teacher who had vision. I had a teacher who had vision. Listen to me. Uh, and I, I need you to understand this because a lot of times you may think, well, yeah, I, I'm, I am, believe me, my, my father's disciple. But it took a whole lot of people to have vision for me. 
whole lot of people had to see some goodness inside of me. Because I'm telling you right now, I did some crazy things. I was doing some off-the-hook things, things that I probably should be in jail for for a long time. But it's because somebody had a vision for my life and said, hey, you're in the wrong place. You need to be restrained. Me? I don't need to know. Yes, you do. And so because somebody had a vision for me, I am here today because somebody had a vision. Who do you have a vision for? What do you have a vision for? Some of you start, need to start seeing yourself in a whole different light. Stop looking in the mirror saying, man, you're all messed up. No, you're not messed up. You're a man of God in the making. You're going through some troubles. You're going through some trials. But God is building you right now. You have been given a vision. A vision. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? See, right now we, we talk about the men's home or oh, the bunch of ex-addicts. No, that's what the world says. Actually, you used to do drugs, but you're a pastor in the making. You're an evangelist in the making. You have to see. Can you see it? See, listen to it. As parents, it's really easy to look at our little kids and go, oh, look at, they're going to be a doctor. They're going to be a lawyer. But as they grow up, you go, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why she put that in her nose. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And you lose that vision for them. And so the crazy thing is, as you lose the vision for them, you lose the vision for you. Well, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you have to see it. Don't lose it. That's why some of you, you've lost and you've gotten away from the telescope and you've just been fo so focused on yourself. Some of you get, need to get out of the microscope and get over to the telescope and start looking once again. I know it's a far off. I know you cannot see it, but little by little by little, you got to see yourself coming behind this pulpit and preaching the gospel. You got to see yourself preaching in front of hundreds, preaching in front of thousands. You need to see yourself laying hands on people and them getting healed right there in the supermarket. You got to see your boss, your mom, your dad getting saved. Can you see it? You need a vision to see what God has given you. And I don't want to hear, well, I'm too old, pastor. You're young. You do it. No. I don't want to hear that from anybody here that says they're too old. I don't want to hear that at all. If that was the case, let's throw out the scripture of Joshua and Caleb. Get it out of there. It shouldn't even be there, but they're there. So that means if they're there, then you should be there. God's still giving you a vision. Oh, but pastor, you don't know. Listen, I may not know because I can't see it, but you need to. You need to see it. God gave you the vision, you the promise. Don't wait till you're breathing your last breath. No, you're still breathing right now. Do something with that vision. Move with that vision. Get involved with that vision. Get other people around your vision. Let them catch your vision. Let them get involved with that vision. Eat, sleep, drink, breathe that vision. It's what God has given you. See, when you have a vision, all that other stuff, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I have a vision. See, that's why even a lot of people, they ask me, they say, Pastor, how come you don't get so upset at all that other stuff? I don't care. You know why? I have a vision. And if it doesn't involve this vision, I'm not going to expend my energy on being angry at them. They don't deserve my anger. They're not involved with my vision. If they're not involved with my vision, they don't get anything. They get no energy. They'll get a, hey, how you doing? God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Because I got a vision. That's something I got to do. 
This is, this is how, the, the way that it works. And listen to me, single moms and moms in general. Listen, I know it's tough. I know it's hard. But you are raising up a man and woman of God. I know you may not see it right now. I know it looks a little difficult right now. I know they're only two foot tall. But one day, they're going to get a little bit bigger. So you got to instill in them even right now. Because you got to instill in them right now the vision of God. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. What are you talking about? I don't even know how to speak correctly. It does not matter. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind and God gave me a vision for you and I'm going to put it inside of you. You got this moms. You got this moms. You got this moms. Right Yolanda? I know even your kids were going all over the place. Going all over. Running all over. Matter of fact I even showed up to your house and your daughter saw me and took off. You remember that? I remember went to their house they were living there in tracy i was like hey how you guys doing they all smile oh pastor good to see you oh they're all hugging me i go where's selena i don't know all of a sudden i turn around opens the door see selena and i thought i was gonna get a hug hey selena she goes Ugh. i walk right up the stairs i go okay but see the great the great thing about it is that i know that pastor Manuel and Yolanda, they were discouraged a little bit like man when is she going to get it? But they always had a vision. Always had a vision. I know it's going to take some time. I know it's going to be hard. I know she's drinking right now. I know she's getting high right now. But all I have to do, those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength little by little, day by day. I'm going to keep looking in that telescope and maybe fall off, but one day my daughter's going to get saved. One day my son going to get saved. One day I see it. I have a vision. I have a vision. I have a vision. I have a vision. Some of you right now, you need to get that vision back. You need to get, get rid of the microscope right now. Get rid of the rearview mirror right now. Some of you got to get into the foresight. You got to get right there. You got to get in there. Start looking through that thing. You haven't seen it through a whole, a whole long time. Oh, way back in the 80s. Listen, the 80s is for the 80s. The 90s for the 90s. The early 2000s, that's for them. But right here in 2018, can you see the vision that God has given you? Can you see what God is doing? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay. One day, this is going to be a base for all of Northern California. Can you see it? Some of you, we're going to launch you all over the world. We're going to launch you to the other side. We're going to launch you to the Philippines. We're going to launch you to Afghanistan. We're going to launch you to Russia. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? That's vision. It's vision. It's vision. It's vision. It's vision. Stand with me here this morning. As we close out right here. You're not a teacher. You're a legacy shaper. You're not just a man who lies in a bed. You're a man who shapes that house. You shape that house. As for me and my house. Starts with you first, man. You got to teach them how to serve. How come my wife don't serve? She needs to serve. She don't need to serve you if you ain't serving her. You serve her. It's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Starts with you. You'll learn how to do that. Get in there. Move in there. 
the vision, sometimes you get in the microscope and sometimes you get in the telescope. I don't know where you're at. Some of you right here, right now, I would really challenge you. We're going to make an altar call. And I want to make an altar call for those of you, especially, you haven't looked at a telescope in a long time. You only see what's right in front of you. You don't need a telescope. You don't need a microscope. You're like, I could do it with what I see. That's not a vision. It's not a vision. I have a whole other part to this message, but I'm telling you right now, if your future looks like your present, it's not a vision. It's a nightmare. It's not a vision. It's a nightmare. Your vision should look different than where you're at right now. You should see it differently. If you see yourself as a teacher, you see yourself with students all over the place, teaching multiple classrooms. Boom, boom, boom. I'm a teacher. I got it. Whoa, boom. If you see yourself as a preacher, you see yourself in front of hundreds and thousands. Bam, bringing the gospel. Souls getting saved. Lives getting touched. Boom. If you got the gift of healing, you should be able to see that when you're in the supermarket, you see the different places at your job, you lay hands on people, whom they're getting healed. Cancer, gone. You, gotta, you have to see that. You have to see those things. Those are the things that help bring the faith. It's the vision that brings the faith. That's how they're going to get healed. Through your faith. Even for others. You have to see it. The vision, 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 the vision. Father, I pray right now, Lord God, for every man, woman, boy, and girl that is here. I pray that you would touch our hearts, touch our minds, our bodies, our souls. Lord, help us to get that vision, that personal vision back again. The way the enemy tried to rob, saying that it was never going to happen. But Lord, I know you always had a plan. You always had a plan. You always had a plan. Some of us need to brush off those plans once again. Get back to that. And those of us that have been going, have been moving in the vision, that we would bring others along to catch this vision. Let them catch the vision that is alongside, oh God, a fire that's contagious, contagious in making disciples, making men of God, women of God, disciples. With every head better every head bowed and every eye closed if you're here today and you're saying you know what I, I need to catch this vision once again there's a vision for my life and I don't want anybody to detour me I need some restraint I need to stay focused but I know that if there's anything that I want to focus on it's God's vision for my life with every head bowed and every eye closed and you're here today and you're saying you know what I definitely want this vision in my life it's a personal vision the personal vision that God gave to you as we begin to sing this song, I want you to slip out of your seat. Come to this altar right now, and let's pray. We're going to pray right now. Pray that God would allow something magnificent, something powerful to happen.